A third consecutive series victory over an above 500 team caps off a potential season-saving run for the Mariners heading into the All-Star break. Our thoughts on the big weekend and more coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, July 10th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Padnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. Good vibes all around for the Mariners yesterday. They added four new prospects to their farm system and secured a series victory over the Astros to head into the all-star break above 500. There was so much good stuff. We're actually doing two episodes today. On this episode, we'll be breaking down the series in Houston. And on the other, we'll tell you our thoughts on what the Mariners did on day one of the 2023 MLB draft. Uh, but Colby, we got to start with American League Player of the Week, which just got announced, I don't know, five or ten minutes before we hit record on this thing. Logan Gilbert, who was sensational once again, following his complete game shutout in San Francisco. He goes seven strong in yesterday's three to one win over the Houston Astros. Just three hits allowed, one earned run on a solo home run by Martin Maldonado, six strikeouts, and 94 pitches. Just three hard-hit balls, and only one of those actually resulted in a hit. That was Maldonado's home run, and the slider was uh, the big pitch of the day for Gilbert. The uh, Astros had really struggled against right-handed sliders, and uh, he he really went after them with that pitch. So, Colby, your assessment of uh, Gilbert, who's been red-hot his last two starts. I mean, <clears throat> clearly he regressed from the San Francisco start. So you got to start with the negative. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, something we, we found out in game one and, and remain true throughout the entire series is that, uh, you know, the, the Astros are right-handed heavy lineup at the moment. Uh, and they are an aggressive lineup at the moment. So we learned that in the very first game. Um and that that trend continued and we also saw all the pitchers pretty much run with the same strategy everything was either breaking either either breaking in or away there wasn't a lot of vertical drops uh in this series um from the mariners starters and gilbert just you know dominated 68 percent slider and fastball uh he did get nine whiffs on 22 swings on the slider also got four called strikes um so that that's a really good ratio uh, but kind of the sneaky pitch he, he kind of held in reserve until the last two innings was the knuckle curve. Uh, we actually saw probably the best knuckle curve we've seen from Gilbert um, in quite a while. He threw 11 or he threw uh, 18 of them, got 11 swings on that six whiffs. He also threw five first strikes called strikes. So that's a massive number when 61% called strike plus whiff 
on a pitch that's traditionally been Gilbert's, you know, third or fourth best pitch at most. Um, it was really cool to see him kind of break that out in the last two innings. And, and, you know, it's been, it was slider fastball heavy, uh, for five. And then the last two, he's like, well, now here's the knuckle curve at you and you're not going to know what to do with it. Didn't really throw the splitter all that much. Didn't need to. Um, but yeah, it was, it was the slider was the pitch of the day. Um, backed it up with a, with a pretty good fastball. Um, you know, velocity up a little bit, uh, sat 96, most of the game, uh, he was right at the top line. The slider played off perfectly, and because he could throw it for a strike, uh, at the Astros had to respect that pitch, which allowed the fastball to play up even more, which allowed the slider to play up even more. And then again, just 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 to be mean, Gilbert started throwing in some nasty knuckle curves at the end, and and Houston just didn't have a chance uh, against Gilbert yesterday. He was he was on, and and you know this is what we talk about when when Gilbert struggles. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard to watch, but the end of the day, this is the ceiling of Logan Gilbert. And right now in his last two starts, he's looked like a legitimate ace. Um, so you got to take the good with the bad because at the end of the day, Logan Gilbert's number three and he showed, you know, exactly what his ceiling was over his last two starts. And, and yesterday was a lot of fun. Obviously last season in April, he won AL pitcher of the month. He was fantastic that month, but considering how well his secondaries are working for him right now, is this the best we've ever seen Logan Gilbert? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Um, you know, we talked about this last year. Uh, if Logan could just throw more strikes with the off-speed stuff, can he get value out of his off-speed stuff in the zone? Um, and we saw what happened when he could. Uh, we we saw dominant starts against really good teams like the Yankees, um, where, you know, if he could get that slider right on the outside corner, he could expand with it and, and dominate that really good lineup. We've seen him do this before. Um, but right now he's getting called strikes with the slider yesterday. He's get, he got called strikes with the, with the curveball too. Um, and obviously we know Logan is going to throw strikes with his fastball. So yeah, I think, you know, obviously it's just two starts and the few before this weren't amazing. So you don't want to, you don't want to overreact anything like that, but yeah, this is, this is, you know, kitchen sink, Logan Gilbert, but he's got 98, 99 in his back pocket. Uh, with you know really good control and command at the moment, yeah, this is probably the best. Uh, you're probably seeing the ceiling of Logan Gilbert over the last two starts, and it's uh, it's as good as anybody in the American League. So if he can continue to spot the slider, if he can c- continue to you know get value out of the knuckle curve, and when he has that splitter against the lefty heavy lineups, if that pitch is you know going to find any kind of consistency. Um, then yeah, Gilbert's a legit, you know, number three starter who might end up being a number two, uh, when all is said and done. Here's Gilbert's first half stats. Now that the first half is over seven and five record over 18 starts, 108 and a third innings pitched eight, eight, one case per nine, one, five, eight walks per nine. That's currently his, uh, career low three, six, six ERA three. Four seven FIP three six eight X FIP. He's been worth two point three F four. This Mariners pitching staff in general on this road trip in which they went five and two was sensational. Six quality starts out of seven possible uh, games. There uh, a sub one five ERA. They were incredible, and they were. I mean, this offense, you know, did uh, produce at times. There were also a lot of missed opportunities, which we can talk about, especially in yesterday's game. But uh, th- this pitching staff was really what what carried uh, this team over the course of the road trip. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of good things can happen when you get 
you know, some complimentary offense to go along with that. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. The Mariners might actually be pretty good when it's all clicking. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, the really aside from Paul Seawalt's struggle in San Francisco, the bullpen was really good as well. So just yeah. dominant pitch. They gave up, what was it? Six runs in the four game set against the Astros. And yes, it is a depressed Astros lineup, but you're still pitching in Houston. That, that ballpark is a joke. We know mm-hmm. it is. Um, it, it's great for offense and, and Seattle went in there and just, shut them down like it honestly they should have swept houston like they really should have and and it's just crazy to think about if the mariners had two extra hits in the last month with the bases loaded and nobody out not even hits just if they had gotten that done twice we're talking about a team that's what four games over 500 and has won five four series in a row uh heading into the break like that's all that's all we're talking about. Well, they won a series. They won four series in a row, including a sweep of the Astros. If they could have just gotten it done against the Nationals, if they could have just gotten it done against the Astros on Saturday. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, they went on the road. We said if they went four and three, that's a really good road trip. They went five and two. So yeah. Hard to complain even for me, but uh you challenge me, I'll find a way. But uh I'm I'm pretty happy with where the ball club's at right now. Well, we'll talk about this offense and, and maybe you can get off it. some uh, yeah, you can get off some negative takes there in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't feel that your match is suitable for you, no worries. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Uh all-Star game is going on right now, or the All-Star week, rather, is going on right now, but you can still catch all the Mariners content on the Mariners hometown broadcast, Sirius XM via the SXM app. It's Colby. Uh, this offense, like I said earlier, uh, was able to produce in some big moments on this road trip, certainly some missed opportunities, but uh, a better product overall than we've seen over the majority of the season, which is a you know low bar to clear, to be fair. But uh, what do you think about this offense on this road trip? They suck. They should trade everybody. It's over. Right. right. They, uh, yeah, Clearly, no. they need to trade a starter for a bat. Yes, they need to do whatever they can to sabotage themselves by trading from their really only strength to get a marginal upgrade over what they have now totally makes sense. Morosi's a genius. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the offense. Yeah. Frankly, you know, for the last 18 innings and, and even if you want to go further after the fourth inning on Friday, um, not very good, (laughs) not very good. Now Houston can still pitch. So it's not like they were struggling against 
Oakland, which, you know, God forbid that happens, which it might, you never know with this club. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating. It, it certainly was, especially again, bases loaded, nobody out. You just need a fly ball, just a fly ball. And you probably win that game. Um, and they couldn't get it done. And then yesterday, you know, they only six hits, just a lot of bad at bats against, you know, kind of a mediocre pitcher. Like it just, it just wasn't aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but um, you know, at the end of the day, they, they got just enough, uh, offense to, to, you know, get it done. And, and over the road trip, they averaged just under five runs per game, uh, which is going to be more than good enough, uh, you know, over the course of an entire season, I think it was 4.89 runs per game. And that, that includes a shutout that was in there. So, you know, overall the offense was good on the road trip yesterday and, and Saturday, certainly frustrating. You could understand Saturday a little bit more because it was for Amber, um, who was just, filthy 98 with that curveball oh, oh oh my god uh, i didn't think the risk were in no i didn't either and and so you know obviously caballero just doing his thing again um and yeah. you see how effective caballero can be in a part-time role yep. it, it's awesome he's in there you're like great he's probably gonna get on base at some point today he can steal some bags he can play some defense he can run the bases aggressively you just don't want him in the lineup every single day but you kind of really don't have a better option right now but yeah, you know, overall the offense was was okay last night. Uh, I thought, you know, Jared Kelnick I think had a really nice. Uh, yeah, he did. Afternoon, mm-hmm. he only went one for four, uh, but obviously the big RBI uh, double. But he looked good. He looked comfortable. Didn't strike out. Uh, two hard hit balls last night. Yeah, you know, Cal Raleigh is a guy who really needs the All Star break because he is struggling badly. He did have two hard hit balls last night, so you know, and know he, he people- missed a home run by like a couple of feet. Yeah. Could have been five nothing in that fourth inning yesterday. Right. Raleigh Raleigh needs to be better. I'm not denying that, but he was pretty good last night. It it was you know, it's uh-huh. just one of those things. Some bad luck, um, but yeah, he needs to be better. He certainly does in the second half. And and you know, I understand all the calls to make like Tom Murphy the the starting catcher because Murphy's hot right now. Raleigh isn't, but yeah, Cal Raleigh needs to be better. But at the end of the day, the Mariners got you know enough uh, production mm-hmm. yesterday. They only walked once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty interesting, but they only struck out seven times, which is mm-hmm. a, a good number for, for them. So yeah, yesterday, the offense, it was frustrating. There's no doubt, but thankfully Jared Kelnick came up huge Teoscar Hernandez came up huge once, um, not the other time, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, three runs is enough to win that game. And, and yeah, it's frustrating. Like I'm almost willing to just chalk up Saturday to be like, look, that's Framber Valdez. He's probably the best pitcher in the American league right now. What are you going to do? And then I remember the eighth inning where for the second time in like three weeks, yeah. if they had just we- not left even the two bat weeks, on their shoulder and mm-hmm. watched every single pitch, what's his name through, they would have won that game. Yeah. It's not even that they just like didn't get it done. It's that they were literally handed on a silver platter. Here's the win. Don't swing the bat. Take it. You're going yeah. to win if you don't swing yeah. the bat. And what do they do? They chase like so. And the the Martin Maldonado home run right after most predictable thing oh, I've ever seen in my entire life. Like just beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. I knew Picture it was perfect. happening. But just like I was like, oh, Maldonado's up. Interesting I to saw see how play, we lose I to saw him. it play out. I saw it play out in my head during the just, uh, commercial oh, break before man, the inning even started. Yeah, it was brutal. Once they didn't score, that game was over. Like I was like, there's no way they're they're gonna lose. They yeah, rolled over. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's done. It, it, yeah. I, I've seen far too many games that have gone like that 
in my lifetime. So I was I was more than well prepared for that. Uh, nevertheless, though, this uh, this offense has been a lot better as of late. Uh, and again, with this pitching staff, with how good it is, you don't need to be great as an offense. You just need to be good enough. And the Mariners, for the most part, have been good enough. Saturday notwithstanding, right? So keep doing that. That's probably the formula for this team, at least until they can get to the trade deadline and and add to this offense, hopefully. Um, yeah. But for now, in the interim, you know, look, on this road trip, Colton Wong hasn't been good. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's at least not been nothing. Like, he's given you some contributions like he did in the blowout on Friday. Like, as long as you can get that over the next two and a half weeks until the trade market really starts to open up, then, and it might not even take two and a half weeks for you to start, you know, really getting serious about trades. But as, as long as you can get that, I think you can survive. So you're just looking for guys to buy time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's what Mike Ford has done the last few weeks, really on the road trip. He's helped you buy time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Wong again, like you said, he, while he hasn't been good, he's been better. Yeah. Um, which is helpful. The defense is actually, I mean, the last week or so he's looked like Colton Wong defensively. Dude, <laughs> like Friday, we, we didn't talk at all about the defense on Friday. Know, Friday, the defense was exceptional. <laughs> yeah. Like Colton Wong's defense, Eugenio Suarez's defense, mm-hmm. JP I mean, Julio Ooh. was, was the Julio robbery in the, uh, blowout as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was in the ninth. Yeah, yeah Sacedo was yeah. pitching. Yeah, that game was like JP made a couple incredible plays too. Like, like JP was on fire in the field uh, this series. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the foundation of the Seattle Mariners, right? Like, yeah. we make the routine plays. We make enough of the spectacular plays. We're going to miss bats. We're going to get weak fly balls, and we're just not going to let you score. That is how the Mariners are built not only to win this year. This is how the organization is built to win, period, is they are a run prevention team. And while pitching is always the sexiest part of run prevention because it's pitching ninja, it's 98, it's sweeping sliders, it's breaking balls, defense also prevents runs. I know, right? Revolutionary thought. But a run saved is the same thing as an RBI. It's just harder to quantify what saves a run sometimes. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's not. But a run saved is as good as a run scored. Um, So, yeah, the defense was exceptional. Really, the entire road trip. um, With There was one game, I think, one of the San Francisco wins. They they had a couple kicks, which uh, was the Julio (laughs) dropping the ball and and Teoscar's loopy route. Like, okay. We don't don't need to talk about that. Sure. That was the 2-0 law. We pretend that game doesn't exist, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the defense was exceptional. And, and like Gino, honestly, on Friday, Gino, JP, and Colton Wong all made amazing plays um, yeah. this weekend. And, and, you know, it's great. And Caballero contributed as well. Like Mariners infield defense, not a problem. It's really not, especially if Wong is going to hold up his end. And, you know, aside from the, the disaster in, in San Francisco, Mariners outfield defense, totally fine. Julio is a gold glove contender. Teoscar is at least average. Kelnick is at least average. And yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that about Teoscar, but he is. I don't know what to tell you. Clearly he is. And then and then there's Dylan Moore. <laughs> can't hit a cutoff, man, from like 80 feet away. I'm I'm gonna say it again. Get again him off the team. 
Anyways, yeah, he he needs to be sent down or go sieled. He's clearly in no condition to play at the major league level right now. He's not so. a major league quality. He is. Think about this. Think about how bad Colton Wong has been all year. He is significantly better than Dylan Moore right now. I have a hundred times more confidence in his ability to produce for the Mariners right now than than Dylan Moore. Yeah, yeah, and that's saying something. Uh, yeah. Look, I know you know the the obvious corresponding move there is is Sam Haggerty. Yeah, that's the correct move. Mm, I'd rather see an outfield one of the outfielders just give me one of the outfielders i don't really care oh i see ty thinks because they haven't played in the big leagues that means they're better than sam haggerty yeah and i just haggerty know, replaces dylan Moore perfectly except for the part where haggerty's actually swinging the bat right now ah so haggerty's numbers in triple a yeah when you compare them to what than, he did in the major leagues yes they, they do they, carry some weight triple a numbers matter for sam haggerty but they don't for jake shiners no because Lowe's, jake shiners Taylor a Jamel. first base only with a slow bat. Zach Deloach, Taylor Trammell, Kate Marlowe oh, yes. as of late. Let's Taylor Trammell's long, illustrious major league background should ah, give him yes. the advantage. Sam Haggerty's long, illustrious background. It's longer and more illustrious than Taylor Trammell. Barely. Barely. It's, no, it's not. It's Taylor Trammell's never been an average hitter at the major mm, league he's level. He's been for like a couple weeks. Ooh, a couple weeks. Wow, that's I awesome. I mean, like, Haggerty's been like good for like a month. Like, Haggerty's like been good legitimately for like good. six weeks. Legitimately so, good for like a month to yeah. All right, six so weeks. It's, sure. So I'm I'm confused then. Ty is six weeks longer than four weeks. Sure. Sure. Oh, so that's not, that's not as good Sam of an ha- argument as you think the, it is. By the way, well, how about this Haggerty. argument? Who's gonna steal a bag for you when you need it? Who's more Kate likely Marlo. to? Kate Marlowe. Really? You think Kate Marlowe's Marlo. a better base runner? Than Sam Haggerty. By the way, Haggerty does the one thing that Marlowe, we don't know if he can or cannot do. He hits lefties. So, yeah. At the end of the day, here, here's here's my bold like, my, here's my bold like thought. Go get a utility guy who's better than both of them. Mm, I, crazy, <laughs> crazy. But in the meantime, Paul Young. I. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, Sam Haggerty, Jake yeah, Shiner, Kate Marlowe, Sam Haggerty, yep, Taylor Trammell. Thank you. All right. Uh, I want to talk more about just where the Mariners stand right now, heading into the all-star break and what things look like coming out of the all-star break in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the locked on Mariners podcast is brought to you by sleeper. Are you using the sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? I am one of times your money by a hundred. Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. Making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less. And if you win, you can withdraw your payout safe and quickly. Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can get your Mariners fix on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. So uh, on this show, I don't know, a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, 
you know, we were talking about where the Mariners need to get before the trade deadline. And I said, like, hey, going into the All-Star break, could you get to, like, five back of the Rangers or, of you know, first place in the AOS? And, uh, you know, it wasn't pretty, but they nearly got there. They're six back. The Rangers are playing some really bad ball right now. Uh, the Astros, as we've seen, are, are weak. Obviously, they're not fully healthy, and they're going to get healthier coming out of the All-Star break or shortly thereafter. Um, you know, obviously context is very important for those things. And we'll dive into that a little bit more, but the Mariners are playing their best ball that we've seen all season. Uh, they're above 500 and into the all-star break, which I, I think is just huge for, for confidence purposes, especially after, you know, a loss like Saturdays to come back on Sunday and get a convincing win again. You know, again, we talked about this after, um, the first win in Houston, which followed up that loss in San Francisco that, you know, just let it be a bump in the road. Don't let it snow, snowball into anything bigger. And the Mariners have been successful in doing that uh, over the last you know week or so. Um, so when they come out of this all-star break, they're going to have, I believe, the fourth easiest schedule, remaining schedule in Major League Baseball. Maybe it's the second. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But it's it, the schedule is going to lighten up. There's definitely going to be some really big and tough series particularly in September. Uh, but as far as, you know, between now and the trade deadline, which is really the biggest stretch of, of the season, because we've talked about it, you need to incentivize Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander to get aggressive at the deadline if you really want to get serious about this thing. The only way that you can do that is by winning. So you open up with the Tigers at home for three. You get the Twins for four, and then the Blue Jays for three before you head out on the road. Those are all winnable series. Colby, what do you think about where the Mariners are right now? And have they set themselves up well enough to make a run at the division here over the final two and a half months of the season? Sure. Uh, Cause it's not just about where the Mariners are trending. It's where the other teams are. Um, you know, the angels have lost nine of their last 10. Now they've lost Mike Trout for an extended period of time. Uh, they've lost Rendon again. You know, the pitching was never that good. Tyler Anderson, surprise, turned back into a pumpkin. Who would have ever guessed that? By the way, that only cost the Angels their second round pick. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Angels are obviously down, down bad right now. Texas is really, you know, I don't, I don't want to say they're struggling. They're just falling back down to earth where we thought they would be. Um, you know, over the last 30 games, they're like 12 and 18. Yeah, that's about the talent of their roster, um, especially when you're not getting, you know, ungodly numbers with runners in scoring position and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, and then obviously Houston is is not the juggernaut they used to be. Uh, yes, they'll be better when they have Jordan. There's no doubt about that. Um, but even with, you know, Jordan, they're still not the team they were for the last half decade. They They have holes. Um, they have depth issues and, and they're a team that you can run down. So yeah, the, the Mariners are in good position. Um, one other thing to note here, uh, about, about this, uh, the last 10 games, seven are against Texas, mm-hmm. three are against Houston. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to the end of the year, you can make a lot happen if you're just one or two game or three games back. Um, so yeah, they, they can run them down. They have to go get help to do it. There's no, I don't think they can do it with what they have on hand. Um, but the next, I think there's 18 games until the trade deadline for me, the next 10 games dictate a lot, uh, because 
you can't just wait and see how you do in those 18 games and then try to make trade at the last minute, right? You have to kind of have an idea going in and you have to give yourself a couple days at least to try and figure out, you know, who you're, or, you know, what's it going to cost? Is it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. So to me, the next, the first 10 games out of the break, which I believe are Detroit four against Minnesota and three against uh, Toronto, those 10 games, I think you got to go six and four, uh, it'd be great if you could go seven and three, but I think you gotta go at least six and four and not that it really matters. It'd be really nice if, you know, two of those six wins came against the blue Jays, uh, next weekend, uh, yep. who you're chasing, uh, for that wild card spot. So, yep. you know, I, I think they're in good shape, but I do think the next 10 games will dictate, I, I think they're going to buy for 2024 regardless. I think that's been their plan. That's going to be their plan, but like how aggressive are they on rentals and that type of thing? If they go eight and two over the next 10, they're probably going to be pretty aggressive on that. Cause at that point you're seven games over, you're probably caught, you know, you probably gained a couple games on Texas, a couple games on a wild card contender, blah, blah, blah. Um, if they go four and six or three and seven, you're probably out. You're probably out on, on, you know, rentals. And, and honestly, you're probably out of the playoff hunt. Like the last, you know, nine games has been great. The Mariners have played really well. They easily could have won all nine and they won seven of nine. They're, they're surging right now. That's all great. You come out of the break and you go three and seven, it's over. Like yeah. you just, there's not incentive at that point to believe in this team to go out and invest heavily in them. So, again, I still think they look for guys who could help them in 2024. But these ideas that you have of, you know, trading for Cody Bellinger or, you know, this rental here or this rental here, they all kind of go out the window because those guys don't make sense. So, the next 10 games, I think are absolutely critical to determine how aggressive the Mariners are going to be, at least in the rental market. So, right. you know, I, I, depending on what the other teams do, which is always kind of an X factor we can't, we can't control. If they go five and five or worse. It's hard for me to imagine they're going to be heavily invested in, in the rental market. And I think they need to be right. If you want the Mariners to make moves that say, Hey, we're going for it. We want to try and still win a championship this year you want them to to go like seven and three over their next 10 games uh, because sure. there is a major difference between trading with the idea of, you know, we're, we're trying to make it, you know, via the wild card and, you know, go and trading with the idea of like, we can actually legitimately win the division. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I bring up the division, not because I'm like, Oh, the division is the only way you can get into the playoffs. It's more so because right now, that's going to determine a lot, at least theoretically speaking, right? I, I'm not Jerry DePoto. I'm not Justin Hollander. I'm not there. Right. So I don't know exactly what their threshold is for, you know, how aggressive they want to get. But again, like common sense would say that if you think you can go win the division, you're going to get more aggressive out on them. Oh, absolutely. It's guaranteed yeah. home playoff games. Like yeah. that's huge. So which from an and, owner's standpoint, more revenue for you. Right. Right. Yes. Because if there's one thing we know about, yeah, yeah we're, I know. we're not, we're not doing that. We're um, not doing that. But no, no, yeah. No. You know, <laughs> um, also there's a really good chance that if you win your division, you're going to have the second best record, which means you don't have to play in the wild card round. Right. So, you know, not even the second best, you just have the second best record of the division winners, which means you avoid playing wild card weekend, which means you get a little bit of rest. Um, and again, guaranteed home playoff games. So yeah, yeah I, I think, like if you, if the deadline was like today, like hypothetically, if we were in the exact same situation today, 
six games back, you know, you're surging, the other teams are falling, and the deadline happened to be today. Um, I think you're you're looking at this as like we need to build a team that can win the division and then just fall into the wild card if we fall short. Yeah. That can change, you know, pretty drastically over the next 10 games. So again, I, I can't stress this enough and and I don't want to look at the schedule. Like I, somebody asked me last night in our AMA, like, Oh, the schedule lightens up a little bit after the break. And then there's a really long, good stretch in, in August. When has quality of opponent ever mattered? The, the, this the team Mariners literally this lost a series to the nationals and won three consecutive series against above five against playoff teams. teams. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They won seven of 10 against playoff teams. So yeah, who knows? I'm not, I'm not looking at the schedule. You just have to play better, but yeah, I, I do think the next 10 games are absolutely critical to, kind of determine just how aggressive Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander are going to be. Um, so yeah, if you're, you know, a big Cody Bellinger guy, or you want them to go out and, and, you know, pick your favorite rental and, and, you know, be aggressive and go get that guy. The next 10 games will more than likely determine whether or not, because I don't know if there's going to be like a major trade made in the next 10 days. Right. It's not impossible now that the draft it well, once the draft is over, um, certainly not impossible, but I, I feel like most of the major action is going to happen like July 20th to August 1st. So right. again, the next 10 games, are, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but I can't stress it enough. The next 10 games are absolutely critical. All right. So the home run derby is about five hours from the time we're recording this. Let us know in the comments below how many home runs is Julio hitting in front of the home crowd tonight. And is he getting past Pete Alonzo? Because I think if he gets past Pete, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win. We'll see. Uh, we'll see about Adley because he's the only lefty hitting. Uh, he says that he's hitting lefty, so which is a good, good decision. decision on his. Yeah, good decision on his part. Luis Roberts obviously hit a ton of home runs this year, but that never really translates to the Derby. You never know with uh, the Derby, and we've and we've never seen Robert do it. Uh, Mookie, I see a lot of people picking Mookie, but I don't think Mookie is going to be that good at it. I love Mookie, but yeah, I'm Hall of Famer, but like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I've never seen Mookie take BP, so I don't don't know. Like, to be fair, I've never seen Julio take BP live, so right. I mean, I don't know, but we know that Julio is good at the Derby, we know that Alonzo is good at the Derby, so yeah, um, that's the championship matchup (laughs) in the first round. it could be. I, I don't know, man. Like knocking out Alonzo twice in two years, that's a tall task. But and you know, I, I do wonder how Julio is going to perform with the pressure of hitting in front of his home crowd. Um, we know how we feel about Julio and pressure, so um uh, we'll see. But you know, ultimately I do think Julio is kind of like designed because Julio hits just like screaming home runs, yeah, like line drive yeah. screamers. Um, so We'll see. It's his home ballpark. I really don't think that's much of an advantage. Like, it's like, oh, I know the jet stream goes this way. Everybody does. So, yeah. It's we'll a little bit does. of a windy day in Seattle right now. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be like, continue it's supposed to be about 70. Yeah. It's supposed to be about, be about 70 and mostly clear. Uh, yeah. So, I assume the roof will be open. Uh, so, yeah, it's cloudy right now. Like, as they mm-hmm. were announcing the, uh, the starting pitchers and the lineups, uh, there were a lot of clouds in those pictures that I saw, but I think it's supposed to clear up around six or so. So, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So, uh, again, we're doing a second show right after this. So we're going to drop this and then we're going to record that and drop that show around 
Uh, Four o'clock Pacific time. We're going to be breaking down all the Mariners draft picks from day one of the 2023 MLB draft. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But for now, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. We're also now on threads. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day. We'll see you later tonight. Peace.